0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Houston Astros are the 2022 World Series Champs. I am stoked. Are you excited about that? Yes, sir. That's two, right? Is that right? Isn't that two championships? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, it's interesting. It was a a great series, And, and throughout the series, um, I was, some, for some reason, I don't know, I was confident that the Astros were going to win. I mean, we were down 1 0. People kind of panicked. I said, don't panic. We battle back. We were down 2 1, battle back, and we take the series 4 2. Congratulations to Houston and the Astros again. Um, speaking of battles, right? Um, I thought about this, you know, life, life many times is, is a series of battles. Uh, someone sang back in the 80s, um, what life is a battlefield or is it loves a battlefield. But anyway, <laughs> life is a battle, it really is. When you look at, at your life in terms like that, many times work and situations and problems and challenges you find yourself in at work, it, it's a battle. Getting through school and college and getting a degree or a graduate, that that, that is a battle. Having a successful family and marriage, trying to raise kids is a battle. It's a battle. But out of all the battles that you and I deal with in our lives, I, I believe the biggest battle, the most important battle that affects every other battle we face on our line. The biggest battle is the battle between your ears. The battle between my ears. It's the battle and the battlefield of the mind. Our mind is the battlefield. And there's an ongoing battle for your mind and for my mind. And the danger, dangerous thing that happens is that when we get so busy in our life, we get so distracted with school, with work, with all the things we're doing and moving and going, that we forget that we're in an ongoing battle inside of our minds. And what can happen is, is that a half-truth can get lodged inside of our mind. A lie can come in and get inside of our mind. And then we start replaying that over and over again. It's like we're doom scrolling, right? Where all we can see is the negative. And we start taking those lies and those half truths and we internalize them. And they wreak a massive amount of havoc on our life. And they cause us to be afraid and to, and to you know, cower in fear. They produce guilt, they produce shame, and many times they can produce a sense of hopelessness. And that's when we have our guard down. That's when we're going out and we're trying to face life and the problems and challenges of life. We're trying to battle the enemy, but we forget about this battle right up here, the battle of the mind. That's what we're going to look at today as we open God's word back to the book of E, let's say it together, E, E, Ephesians. Ephesians is a critical book. It was written by a guy named Paul who was not a preacher like I am. He was a layperson. he was a business person. He worked for REI, he made tents, okay? And on the side, he planted churches, did missionary journeys and wrote most of the New Testament, no pressure. To you people out there in the business world. Okay. So, Ephesians 6 talks about this armor and about what we need to do, really, not just in our culture, but also personally as individuals. Paul writes, finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Listen, evil is real. There is a demonic side to life, a demonic side to the world where we live in. Many times we can't see it, many times we can't feel it, but it's real, it's there. He is telling us, listen, that battle is so real, we've got to be prepared. Look at verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, I see a theme here. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. Stand your ground. After you've done everything to stand, verse 14, stand firm again. Stand, 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 stand. So if we, st- we have to stand in the gap in our culture. We have to stand individually as we enter into the battle that we're in here in our culture. I think really, and we've been looking at this the last, I don't know, several weeks now, that the Western civilization in the United States is really on a suicide mission, unless we can find a way as a culture to stand. One of the things I've been saying about uh, operating in the cultural space is you need to talk to people who have lived through something, someone who's lived through a situation that's like what we're going through right now in our own country. And so we talked to a member of our church who was glad to share a bit of her story. And here it is, check it out.
1: I live in Houston for 22 years. I fled from China, but I cannot show my face because I'm concerned of my family's safety back in China. In that region you do not have any freedom, you do not have any choice, you don't have a free speech, you don't have a free religion. And we have churches, but those church leaders, they are Communist Party members. If you have a Bible study, which is unauthorized, they consider that's a crime, you can be arrested. And I came to the United States just for not only freedom, and all for, all for the American dream and a fair chance. And uh, this country has become more and more like communists. I can see what's happening here now and which this country is getting divided. That's not what I wanted to see this country become. As Americans, I think we should wake up now. We should see the big picture, what is coming. We cannot be influenced by the social media and by the media, what they told us and we have to use our critical thinking to see the truth, to dig a little bit, to spend a little more time and focus on what's going on. As Christian, we also called to stand up, to face the evil, to fight with the devil, and to not be silenced in front of evil. And that's what, what we're supposed to do as a Christian now.
0: What's interesting, yeah, what's interesting, as I've been doing research for this, for this series, when you talk to anyone in that cultural space, uh, whether they're uh, an atheist like John Lindsay, whether they're a Christian like Vodi Bacham, they will say, listen, we have to stand. We have to stand up. And the word stand I've used for us within the church spaces is, is uh, an acrostic. I'm not an acrostic guy, but listen, we're gonna finish the acrostic today People have been just badgering me. What's the ND, what's the A? Listen, we're gonna get to the stand. But the S is for strength. We've got to operate in God's strength. T is for truth, we've got to stand that truth is real. It's something that's external to us, that's objective and not subjective. A is for answers, we've got to give answers to the questions that people are asking. N is for network. And we talked about that last week. We need a network of people in our culture, Democrats, Republicans, Independents, Libertarians, etc., who will stand up and say, hey, listen, I may disagree with you, but I agree on freedom of speech. I agree on freedom of religion. And we have to stand and fight for that in our culture, just as that church member was talking about in the video. Now, if you're wondering, what does the D stand for? What's that all about? We're going to get to that in just a few moments. Let's go back to Ephesians Uh, chapter number six, verse 14, and it talks to us about this battleground, this biggest battleground for you and for our minds. Look at verse 14 says, it says, stand firm with the belt of truth, buckle around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with a readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We looked at that last week, that we are listo, which is a Spanish word that means smart and ready. We're ready because of these gospel shoes. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which, you, will, which uh, you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Our armor is getting complete. It's getting complete. Today, we're looking at taking up the shield of faith and putting on that helmet of salvation. So when you think about the shield of faith, and as Paul was writing this, probably looking at a Roman soldier in his prison cell and looking at their uniform and their armor, the shield that these Roman soldiers had, it wasn't a little, you know, that kind of little circle shield with an A that Captain America has on. That, that's not the kind of shield. The shield this Roman soldier had was probably about, I don't know, five feet tall. It was two pieces of wood. They were glued and faceted together. So it was, it was kind of what covered most of their body, okay? And then the helmet, the helmet of salvation was this thick, heavy metal helmet they used to protect them. Just like on the gridiron today in football, everybody's going to put on their helmet. Even with it, people still get concussion. But why do you have a helmet when you're fighting war or you're playing football. Why why do you have this shield? It's to protect your head, to protect your mind, your brain, the control center. So that's why if we are going to do battle, both where we live in our society, but also personally as individuals, the own battle in your mind, in my mind, we have to understand how to Use this shield of faith, the shield of trust and the helmet of salvation. So first of all, I have to look at this. Why do we need it? Because as scripture says, we have these flaming arrows that are being thrown at us. These, these flaming arrows. You, you think about the, the old movies, you see these two, you know, groups that are warring against one another. And the group on one side, they have the tar and the arrows and they dip it in the pitch and they light it on fire. And bing, right? Flies in the air, soars. And and, and if they're not ready on the other side, these soldiers are not ready with their shield. Hmm, It catches on fire, catches their foot on fire, catches their, I don't know, their hair on fire, whatever, right? Something happens, it's really negative and destructive. You don't want fire around you in the middle of the battle. So that's why they would have these shields. They would hold up these massive shields like that. Boom, boom. It would get inside and lodge between the wood and they would be extinguished. We need shields in our life. We also need a helmet to protect our minds. It's the helmet of salvation, which says, you know what? No matter what happens, I'm secure because God through Christ has saved me and rescued me. I'm a, that's going to be my helmet of security. As I look to the future, and maybe the future does not look that promising to me, or I've lost a sense of hope, I can know that God is going to be in my future. He is going to give me help. He is going to give me help. A lot of times we we get into a situation when we're in a battle and we've been knocked down and this flaming arrow has got inside of our heart and minds and is starting to wreak havoc and it's attempting to burn down our house. It's easy to get into a place of despair. That's when we've got to learn how to extinguish that arrow, that lie with the truth of God's word that God is not finished with you Yet, We can just go through the entire Bible and look at the the men and women who had horrific circumstances in their life. They did horrific things, but God met them so that they would not stay in that place, but they would move forward in their life. They would deal with that flaming arrow and they would move forward. Think about Moses, he killed someone. Think about David, he committed adultery and had someone killed. And you think about Mary Magdalene and her checkered past. Think about all the different people. Peter, he betrayed Jesus. Paul, the guy who wrote this letter, put Christians in prison and had them killed. Do you think they had to deal with the battle in the mind? You think they had to constantly deal with those flaming arrows of the enemy? Of course they did. So listen, God is not finished with you and your life yet. You are still in the battle. You're still in the fight. But a big part of you moving forward is, to, is going to be able to get control and start understanding what's happening inside your mind and the battle for your mind. And one of the ways you do that is to really understand what are the flaming arrows that are coming your way? What's a flaming arrow that you have to deal with that's coming your way? Or what's a flaming arrow that maybe you've already gotten inside of your camp and maybe it's already dwelling inside of your mind? What is it? You have to identify what that is. How do you deal with it? How do we deal with it in this battle? Well. How do we extinguish it? We have to stand, right? How do we stand? S is for strength. T is for truth. A is for answers. N is for network. And today, yes, the D is for determination. We've got to be resolved and determined to continually do battle, do warfare within the space of our minds, the thoughts that are coming into our minds, the lies that are coming into our minds, the temptations that are coming into our minds, these flaming arrows, we've got to deal with them. We can't just go around and you know, not have any armor on. We can't just go around without the helmet of salvation. We can't just go around without a shield we have to be determined determined i mean really the battle of the mind is something that we could talk about almost every sunday if not every other sunday because that's, that, that's where we live. And we have this running dialogue going on inside of our mind and life gets so busy, life gets so complex, we get so overwhelmed that something lodges inside of our mind and it starts growing and growing and growing and it, it gets so big and then we start to panic. So we've gotta be determined from when we wake up in the morning as we make it through our day, I'm gonna start dealing with the battle that's going on inside of my mind. I'm determined, determined. We've gotta have determination. That's how we're going to be able to stand. So the question that I asked you here this morning, it's a question I've already asked myself is this, are you determined to win The battle for your mind. Are you determined to deal with those thoughts, those anxious thoughts, those lies that get you down? That flaming arrow, that lie that says, you know what, you're a loser and you'll always be a loser. That lie that says, you know what, you simply don't have what it takes. That lie that says, no one will ever love you again. That lie, that temptation you have to compare your life to someone else's life. That envy that will get inside of your heart and mind and just burn down the house. God did not create us. God did not design us to live like that run a war a battle for our minds and we have to be determined determined in that battle and that's what I want to do here today that's what I try to do basically every Sunday is to keep us in the fight keep us moving forward keep us focused on the truth that God reveals to us and the truth that is in Christ and in his grace and mercy And that's what we seek to to do. As we gather together on Sunday morning, that's what we seek to do through song and through music and through prayer, and through testimony, really to say, hey, we need to stay in the fight. And really the fight and the battle for the mind is the key, key place. So what do we do? Three steps, okay? Three steps, I think, that will help us win the battle of the mind. We're only going to look at one step today. Okay, just one step today. We'll look at the next two steps next week. Here it is. Here's the bonus verse. You need to write this verse down. It's not going to be on the screen. Write it down. 2 Corinthians 10.5. 2 Corinthians 10.5. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. Step one in dealing with the battle of the mind is to take every thought, every flaming arrow captive. Take it captive. You have a lie that comes in, a flaming arrow. Boom, you take your shield the faith, your shield of trust, and it hits. And you have to identify what that arrow, what that flaming dart is. You have to identify what is that temptation? What, 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 is, that, what is that lie? What is that half-truth? I, I don't know. I'm kind of an idiot sometimes. I don't want to hear an amen. But I've got to... I've got to write it down sometimes. So sometimes I will write it down. Here is the lie. Here is the half truth that I am believing or or I'll put it in in, in my phone somewhere. I've got to be able to visualize that and externalize what I've internalized, okay? So the first step in dealing with the battle of your mind is simply to realize, wow, I'm in a battle. Hey, I've, I've ingested some lies. I've allowed these flaming arrows to get inside my heart and mind, and then ask for God's help. God, help me to identify what they are. Help me to externalize them, to write them down, and then to replace that lie with God's truth. And to have the confidence to know that Christ's power, Christ's love, is more powerful than the lie and the flaming arrow that may be burning inside of you and burning inside of me, okay? And here's the deal. You say, I don't have that kind of trust and faith right now. Let me have it for you, okay? Let me have it for you. Now, let me say this. We all need someone to speak the word of God to us. I remember Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who uh, was a martyr during World War II, talked about the importance of having someone else speak the word of truth to you. So when I say I'm believing for you, of course I can't believe for you, but I can speak the word that God has given to me that will bring hope and life into your life because it's not my word, it's God's word. And I, in turn, need other people in my life who do this to me a lot, who speak God's word to me. Bonhoeffer would say, the word of truth in my brother is stronger than the word of truth inside of me. It's kind of deep, don't have time to go there, didn't plan on going there, but I think I've tasted a little bit of what that's like. So what I wanna say to you here today is this, is that life is not over. God has not finished with you yet. No lie or half-truth that you've ingested and believed, no flaming arrow is gonna burn down your house because God and His power and His love in Christ is greater than that thought, greater than that lie, greater even than the challenge that you face. Yes. It's greater. It's battle. The battle for your, for your mind, the battle for my mind. It affects everything in our life, everything, everything. And through God's help, we can start to extinguish these flaming arrows. With God's help, we can start learning how to take captive these thoughts and put them in alignment with Christ. Even Christ, when he was here, dealt with this. Think about this, in in, in the moment before the crucifixion, when he's praying in the garden, he, he prays, God, Father, is there any way I can avoid this cup of suffering, the cross? There was that flaming arrow coming over, but then he prayed through that and said, what? No, but not my will, but thy will be done, Father. And with determination, he goes to the cross. With determination, he stands and is crucified between heaven and hell to forgive us, to give us life, and to show us how we can stand with his grace and with his strength. I'm confident, I'm confident that you're going to win the battle.